Chris. I'm Gonzo, and you're listening to Maybe We're the Soul Podcast. What's going on, man? What's happening? How you doing? I'm living. Yeah. I'm living. Good. Good yeah. to see you. Good to see you so soon. I know it does feel like it was, but we had we had to we had to collaborate and get back in it because there's there's so so much interesting stuff to talk about. So yeah. um, I'm glad that we're we're back to backing these these recordings. But um, yeah, we got to kick it off like we always do, man. What are you sipping on today? Oh uh, yeah, I got this beer that I had. I had one of these in Seattle. And um, it was really good. So I decided, and like it just spoke to me on the shelf earlier today when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's the one mm-hmm. I had in Seattle. It was really good. So I thought I'd share it with you. It's called Muntucky Cold Snack. And uh, it's a lager. I'll show you the can. It has like a unicorn rainbow. Um, I've and, yeah. seen that. And yeah. it's fairly fairly inexpensive too, right? Yeah, this was $2. Um, which you know is pretty cheap for a a single can because they kind of mark them up a bit, but yeah, they do. It's really refreshing, um, and it was really refreshing when I had it last week. And uh, yeah, it's in the spot, so it's just a good lager, man. Just a good lager. That's dope. I saw that, and the can caught my eye. Like, but I I didn't pick up any. But evidently, there's like some places where that's like the go to beer. That's what like they said. Part, they know. said it was like a low, like it's like the go-to around wherever area they were at in Seattle. Like they they put out a yeah. lot of them. So um, it's not Seattle based though, which is I thought it was, but uh, when I looked at it today, it looks like it's from um, Montana, which makes sense because it's Kentucky, mm. you know. But um, yeah, it's tasty. Try it if you see it. I'd, I'd grab one. It's really I'm light have and to. fun beer which that's all i've been drinking is is the <laughs> uh cost effective uh fun beers because it's been so damn hot and it's like i'm not trying to you know what i mean it's like you just want something cold sometimes whenever it's just burning up outside so I, how hot is it though sorry to interrupt you but like we're dealing with like 27 straight days of 105 plus here with humidity yeah and um, uh, I've, I'm just I've been wondering, tracking it down there I'm just wondering how hot it is over there because it's it, we're dying up here like I don't go outside unless it's to my car and that's it you got us beat for sure we've been in the still I mean we've been getting over 100 um but like I was looking at it and comparing it the next week like y'all are gonna get to like 102 seven or something 108 something insane and i think we're gonna get to like 102 103 so y'all been consistently like five to seven degrees hotter which when at that range whenever you're in triple digits that's a big ass deal every degree is a big deal so yeah like y'all definitely got us beat post like a 118 in their car when they got in and that's just like it should be illegal that should be illegal. I don't know why it's not. I don't, we need to. This is why people need to get out and vote because this, this 118 business is is for the birds, man. Yeah. Like, man, I'm telling you, Austin is always a. It's always on the table 
um, for us to, to relocate just because of work. There's a lot of opportunities for me down in that area or potential, I should say. Um, but uh, I get scared <laughs> of it though, man. I get scared of it because it's like, because it's too hot for me here. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, and I feel like I need to go towards Canada. I need to go where the the Montucky is at, I feel yeah. like, because I don't know if I can handle that hot, hot heat y'all got down there, man. Yeah. And, and humidity fun. and stuff. But you got used to it, though. I mean, that's home home for you, right? So Yeah, I mean, I'll, it I'll is. Adjust, but... right? It is, but uh, it's not fun. I don't. You're like uh, I don't have to like that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, it's only for like a couple months out of the year where it gets just like you want to leave, and then it starts to cool down. And it's just like, oh yeah, it's cool out here now. Like we get to have this the other, you know, ten months out of the out of the year. We get like you know pretty good weather, and we get to be outside a lot. So it's really just two months where we have to be like, it's way too hot for anything. Like it's not even Fair safe. Enough. Not even safe sometimes, but um, what are you drinking on to, to cool yourself down over there? To cool myself down, I went straight for champagne. I went for the <laughs> champagne of beers, Miller High Life, because I'm so glad you got a high life. Because I was gonna ask if you've ever tried a spaghetti or like a what's it called? A uh, I think it's called something like with NASCAR or something, a NASCAR, I don't know, cocktail or something. Um, have you tried a spaghetti? Do you know what a spaghetti is? Uh, so I, I've heard this term recently, but I don't know exactly what it is. NASCAR spritz is what it's called. Um, mm. Or spaghetti. And so it's basically like a light beer uh, and then Campari and then a little bit of lemon juice or some kind of citrus. So, yeah. um, but it's any like light beer, but they like to use High Life because it's a champagne of Because the bubbles. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's basically just like a kind of i don't know redneck cocktail kind of it's just supposed to be refreshing and like more like citrusy and summery but uh i don't know maybe you should make you one sometime and just kind of you have the you have the light beer on deck so you can just get the other i, have, ingredients I got the and, ingredients yeah, yeah i can just count the change in the uh, in the couch <laughs> cushions and i should be able to get some more so um i'm down to try that Cause it's, that does sound summery. I've had yeah. like the whole summer, summer shandy type oh, beers yeah. where they have the, the lemonade kind of vibe mixed in there and, and they can be pretty good. Some of those summer mixes like fruity beer. Yeah. Those, some of those can be really good. Like, um, Shiner Ruby Redbird. Oh yeah. It's so good. It's just refreshing. It's just like, I was I like think, a Capri Sun for adults. Yeah. I think Brooklyn has like a summer L that's really good too. Uh, they do like if you have summer ale anywhere on the menu i'm gonna try it out i love some good summer yeah. ales. uh but yeah someone had that last week or sometime um and i didn't try it but they yeah they said it was great and that they order them every once in a while so that's just you know fun that you have a high life too so maybe you can do it next time just buy you a bottle of campari and some lemon juice and make you a little be fancy with it get it in a glass i'm down know? Oh yeah. We got to drink, got to drink my forties from a glass if I want to show how, <laughs> how classy I am. So I'm totally down to do it as long as it's cold. Like that's the move. Cause I don't want any of this other stuff. Like I said, there's danger out there right now. So like, I'm just trying to cool down. <laughs> you said, my champagne. you said how hot it is over there. How does, how's your, how's your animals? How do they like, 
because my dog is just in and out. Like he goes out, uses, does his business, and he's right back into the AC. And it's just like he's living in the AC at all times. You have the, do you have all the ducks and the chickens inside? Or <laughs> so now, so they're cool with it out there. Um, so the dog does stay inside almost the end, almost twenty four seven lately, and it's just like okay, that's fine. If you just want to sleep inside, um, you can do that. And um, yeah, so the 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 ducks and chickens. Like they do just fine and they just kind of like they'll get onto the trampoline that's back there and stuff. So they just kind of cool off and they there's there's a, a kiddie pool like that was oh, supposed nice. to be for the children, but it's now theirs for the most part, just like you know, just like the Walmart twenty dollar joint. Yeah. And um and they get in there and they'll you know, they'll they'll splash around and have their their Barbie <laughs> dream house fun sometimes in the um in the kiddie pool. But so we did reach a snag we, we've um <laughs> like it's hard to tell a, them apart like whenever chickens are are baby chicks right yeah. so didn't anticipate for one of them to actually be a rooster and um, um it's it's now doing the rooster cockadoodle <laughs> sound sometimes <laughs> and it's so crazy good. yeah and i don't think it's um I think it's against city ordinance. I'm almost positive that I saw a thing that you can have certain types of animals, but a rooster, it was on the banned list, likely due to the noise. And yeah. um, so far, no complaints. He's been doing it for about a week or so. And um, it hasn't been too early, at least. So it's, yeah. it, and it's not super loud yet, but I feel like it's going to be. <laughs> like, I feel like he's finding his voice. Cause like, cause right now he sounds like, um, like a young, like a teenage boy in puberty, yeah. the way it just kind of, whenever, it, whenever he starts crowing, but I'm afraid that he's going to get that man crow and, yeah. and that shit's going to get loud. And so that's they, so he, funny. We may have to rehome. Yeah. There was a episode of this show called, uh, this fool it's on, uh, Hulu and it's kind of like a Latino based kind of comedy. And one of the episodes in this new season is all about a rooster and it's causing the whole neighborhood to be up in crazy amount of time. And like, this is one old Mexican who's like, you can't, you know, he has like his gun and his pistol on him at all times. And he's just like, you're not, you're not, you're not taking that bird away from me. or I'm going to shoot y'all basically. And he has like the whole neighborhood <laughs> against him. And then uh, it just becomes like a whole episode worth of basically the neighborhood versus a rooster. And so, I mean, you lived up to your brown skin, my, my guy, uh, you've, you've, you've met, you've met the quota of uh, your, your Mexican is just ism and uh <laughs> this is my future isn't it so yeah. i have to i'll make sure that the the pistola is ready to go man just in case i have to defend my yeah defend my bird's honor he's We're cool gonna, looking yeah is he gonna i was gonna say is he like he looks badass like it looks badass to have him like yeah it, <laughs> yeah. it really does because he's getting kind of big and like they're they're basically um velociraptors but with yeah. feathers because and it's like they got the mean talons and stuff he never lets me pick him up really the other one will and will just kind of perch on my hand like it's a little thing the ducks they don't they'll just let you pick them up like it's weird i guess they're just accustomed to us except earlier i was out there and then one of them the white duck with the with the fro 
kept trying to like eat my feet. That was <laughs> I, that, that hadn't happened before. He just kept like nibbling on my feet. Then I'd try to grab him and then he'd run off and then I'd let my guard down and then he'd try to sneak up again and try to eat my feet again. So that, that hadn't happened before, but, um, but aside from that, um, it's been, it's been a pretty good experience, but I don't know, man, I don't know if we, if I ride it out until do we get the noise complaints or we just preemptively find him a home, but like, I can't separate the rooster and then the, the hen because they're, they're, BFFs like they're always oh, man they cuddle up against like where we have like the French doors in the back they'll get close to the glass and like nap cuddled up with each <laughs> other it's so weird it's just like a freaking Disney cartoon back there can you remind me what the names are again so there's been a lot of controversy over the the chickens because <laughs> like the, the ducks there was okay, um ASAP quacky okay yeah we had ASAP quacky and then um I think it was Michael Quaxon was okay. the is the other duck, but the the chickens they've been yeah whatever. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of family controversy over trying to get those <laughs> named because they they float different things and nothing just really just really yeah nails it and lands. It just doesn't feel right. So yeah, maybe it's better that we don't get too attached since we might have to True. since we might have to eat them. Yeah. Before whatever the noise complaints go in, is is that how you apologize to the neighbors? Is just yeah. feed them some bomb ass fried chicken and be like, "This is what you wanted." Yeah, but uh, you should do that. Just like, like leave them like a three piece from Popeyes. Just <laughs> put it on their thing and just be like, "Sorry, hope you problem solved." Hope, yeah, problem solved. <laughs> they found a better home. Um, this is what you funny, wanted, yeah, <laughs> dude. That'd be hilarious. With just with some feathers and a and a Polaroid or something. Yeah, They're like, well, this is what you asked for, right? You said you didn't want it, so I don't know. I'll I'll keep you updated on the on the status of the of the fowl in the backyard. I have a funny story about rooster. So, um, you know, like one of those things when you're a kid and you kind of don't know what's going on but then later in life you're like man that wasn't cool or maybe i shouldn't have been in there you know that type of thing yeah and so without naming any names because i'm not going to do that but like say there was a family member or a friend that had a like a full out deck like rooster fighting thing in his thing he had like tons of roosters (laughs) they were all like chained up um they all like i just remember vividly them like not messing with them but like putting them through like some sort of training i remember like seeing antagonizing them (laughs) seeing like the the claw things that they would put on them to like make them like basically fight better and like i just remember when i was like you know teens and like kind of remembering back to like that and i was like oh I was like, that was like a full on like cockfighting ring that they were kind of like involved with. They had to be. They had to be like, yeah, one. that's a whole thing. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Like, I didn't know if they had like a whole events there, but they definitely had a team that they would travel with. Like, I can just see like, you know, getting up the bus and like having jerseys on the roosters and they were just going out and they had the circuit going. Like, I don't know what what involvement they were. If they were, you know the ringleaders or they were just you know, the people that just put on the show. But uh, I definitely remember that. And I was like, man, we were just hanging out there running around like kids throwing <laughs> rocks at stuff, you know, just hanging out while, while we were there and just 
Yeah, I was like, man, that could have been really bad. Like, that's we probably yeah, like, shouldn't have turns been there. Out it was the Sinaloa cartel <laughs> is where we're hanging out. We just didn't realize it at the time. You're yeah. like, come to think of it, now I'm getting all these memories of all these guys with AK-47s just walking <laughs> right? the perimeters of the <laughs> of the compound that we were at. Yeah, like but, they always made me duck down when we were going through. Like we couldn't know <laughs> where we were at until we were there. Like. <laughs> You could take your hood off. We're here at the cookout now. Okay. Yeah, dude. I've never asked or confronted the the people that were involved, but uh I definitely just hold that to where it's just like, man, like that could have been really bad, like just really bad situation. And luckily it wasn't, but um just a crazy story. Uh I don't remember yeah. a lot because I I know I know for a fact I was like scared of being around them because they would like you know obviously like basically fly up and try to like scratch you and claw you to death whenever you got near them so i was like definitely afraid they'd be of them. mean as hell yeah yeah and they had them like all chained up and who knows what they were doing uh to them to kind of get them riled up like who knows but i just remember being like deathly scared of them so like i wouldn't really go near them but yeah i don't know who knows it could have been could have been in the cartel man just i could have it could have been my calling like maybe i got friends with one of them you know, and that was mine, and they gave him to me, and I became like, you know, his trainer. And we went. I was through. gonna say you could have been a rooster trainer, man. That would have been crazy. Just getting the birds all pissed off. You're yeah. just like that other one slept with your mom, and they're and the rooster's like what? And then you just send them out there. Like that could have been you, man. It's almost like a. I don't know why I'm picturing it like a Pokemon trainer, but it's basically the same thing, right? Oh yeah, dude. I would definitely like like have a whole costume with mine and i would like cut his hair like in a real cool way and he would have like a cool name uh it would be probably like montucky or like cold snack or something like that something real fun fire yeah cold snack the rooster like it's good cold snack that's that's perfect and but he's got to have like a cool like spiked collar chain oh yeah Oh, yeah. also like if if roosters can have grills i would have definitely had a grill on them like at the time <laughs> like probably real big into like no limit back then so he definitely would have had like a chain and like the the tank and stuff maybe he came out in a tank that was his like his intro. Oh, dude that's perfect <laughs> i was gonna because i was already picturing the the rooster coming out to bout it bout it because i'm i'm guessing they have the ring walk music right oh, yeah, like they got sure. <laughs> they gotta have their their music so they're coming out it's playing bout it, bout it. He's in the little tank. And are you walking beside the tank or how does that work? Yeah, I'm definitely like the the mystical of the situation, like the hype guy, basically mm, just running like around that. the ring. And I probably have the boombox. I'll have the boombox playing it like on my ear okay. while he's walking up. And yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I'm talking myself into it now. Maybe I, I give the call saying hey you remember that you still got that still got old boy <laughs> still got old boy's number uh we used to hang out with but, uh, man i don't know <laughs> multiverse matt <laughs> the uh, the uh the the cockfighting um trainer and um yeah like that's that's perfect man you're basically the Paul bearer to the undertaker. Like (laughs) that's you dude. That's, that's perfect. Jimmy Hart. And yeah, yeah. this is a good name traps. That's just like the fork in the road. You got to get like, you look back on and like, man, my life could have been so different if I just would really just gave into this whole, if I wasn't afraid of those roosters, who knows what have, what have happened with my life. I could have had a whole different 
different point of view of life and uh who yeah multiverse like you said just crazy crazy what could have been you know how awesome it could have been too like it could have been a life full of fast cars and women's and you know claws and it turned into a you know i don't know maybe 10 to 20 mind bars at a few times say. and then come back <laughs> then come back and kind of get it get the gang back together you know <laughs> I was going to say, but man, but if you ever get arrested, I hope it is for illegal cockfighting, though. Like, that'd be crazy if I were, if I had to come on and just release a really short episode as a special announcement. Just like we're no longer able to continue for at least five to seven. Um, That's funny. Oh, also, like the rooster could have Jordans and like basically you're taking off the Jordans and you show like his crazy claws and he's, he's like, oh, like, but then also like oh, he has Jordans too, like, which is also dope. So that's perfect. Cause like, yeah, you got to hide the weapons until he gets out there. And then that's the big unveiling. Yeah. And um, I'm guessing these are like Velcro. So like, you're going to hear the, <laughs> and then, and that's when they're, and then the I can crowd teach him how to go do it with his beak. Like I can teach him how to unvelcro it with his beak and kind of kick off the shoes. Uh, I don't know. Somebody can make the cartoon. Sh- is, yeah. I was going to say, we'll animate this and then, um, yeah, we're on to something. We, we're, feel, we can capitalize. We should put a disclaimer at the end of this segment to just like Matt was no, no, no way involved in any of this cockfighting things this, <laughs> this is strictly for entertainment purposes yeah, exactly. uh, any 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 likenesses um yeah or purely coincidental no roosters were harmed during the recording of this podcast chicken does sound delicious af right now though not gonna lie Man, we're we're recording so back to back because we finally got some drops and some music and like we waited the whole weekend, but we I wanted to talk to you about it instantly. So yeah, I think and we're talking about Travis Scott's Utopia album. Post Malone put out an album called Austin. Uh, a couple more albums we'll get to too, but um, the Utopia album was a drop that's obviously big number one blah 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 all the mm-hmm. all the streams all the numbers all the things that come with travis and his following but i had a take on this and i think it's something that you're going to say the same so i wanted to mm-hmm. do this exercise with you you have it drafted up already we're going to push send and i think it's going to be the exact same statement about the album and i want to yeah. just want to see if it's true or not so we'll do this live perfect podcast content because um, you can see it and uh let's go three two one <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so yeah. i i sent chris it's a kanye album and he sent back Jesus 2.0 or treesus which is yeah treesus so we're we're in agreement that this is this is just a kanye album and chris i'm i'm not mad at it i i enjoyed listening to it it was refreshing. Um, I liked Travis's take on a Drake Kanye mixed album with a little bit of Travis in there as well. Uh, did it get a, a pass from you, pass fail type of thing, or did you want to do a did. rating on it? Yeah, I was surprised how much I ended up liking it right from right from the beginning. And um, there's some songs that 
Okay, follow me on this. Sometimes you'll hear something and you're like, ah, oh, I really like that. And then you just don't revisit it because right. you're not drawn to it for whatever reason. Like there's definitely some like multiple songs on this project that are going to enter the the rotation that I've already played run it back like multiple, multiple times. And I wasn't expecting that. Like I think whenever we were talking about it last episode um, and we were uh, talking about the K-pop song, and I was saying how I'm not really a, a necessarily a huge Travis fan. Like I don't dislike him, but I'm kind of not super familiar with his stuff other than what's popular for the most part. You know, I mean, I've, I've heard it, but um, yeah, I wouldn't say that I was like a fan fan, but I don't know. But this album, I'm really digging it. Like I, I was, I was really shocked because I probably, I went into it either at, at a point of neutrality or even maybe expecting to hate it a little yeah. bit or expecting to just kind of like, eh, and um pleasantly surprised. I think off the heels off of Uzi's album, I was almost anticipating something like out of this type of out of his pocket, you know, kind of like a little mm-hmm. bit too off. I thought it was going to be loud and I thought it was going to be more focused on, I don't know, just not creative, basically. And this was yeah. I thought I listened to the whole thing and I was just like super surprised in a good way. And you're right. Like some of these, some of these songs are going in the, in the liked playlist and getting replayed already. Uh, I'll listen to it probably already five times through already the album, which is a lot compared to any album this year, you know, Uh, besides besides the heavy hitters. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's like big, big, like copying of, of Kanye songs, which I mean, I think, he floats on it perfectly too. I think his voice is, is, is perfect for what he's doing. And I'm, I'm happy to have like a Kanye album, like a good Kanye album, like regardless if it's Kanye doing it and he had his, his hands in it. Um, Cause I know he'd done a few songs on here, but I mean, it's, yeah. a good, it's a good sound and he, he pulled, he pulled it off. I, I really love it. Like um, definitely a pass for me and it's getting in, in the rotation. So I don't know if you want to touch on any of the songs, uh, but I'll throw a few out there that I really like really have gone back to. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like love with Kid Cudi, which I didn't think I was going to love. Um, yeah, for sure. The, uh, the one with Beyonce, uh, Del Resto echoes. I liked that one. I liked, uh, I think sirens is good. Um, telekinesis with Susan future. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing is such, a a play all the way through album which is really cool which i didn't yeah. expect at all because i think when it's you go cohesive. from song to yeah when you go from song to song it just sounds really well put together and if you got that from kanye or he just is trying to replicate it or whatever like who who doesn't want to put out a classic album like kanye you know like yeah. they're still being talked about now and like there's definitely some parallels when it comes to them too and drake yeah, i want to throw I, drake in there because there's a few times where i'm like oh this could be easily a drake song and like he even sounds a little bit like drake a, a bit you know he has the same cadence or he's following something that drake's mm-hmm. done before and i wouldn't say drake you know is obviously like the first person to do that but um just kind of just on relevant you know artists right now and sound like he's the one that he kind of replicated with a few of these yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you on that so yeah kanye influence is heavy it's it's funny because it's like the Yeezus comparison, you can make the, their comparison 
sound like a sound aside, you can make the comparison just because it's like, okay, I'm trying something new. I'm trying something a bit futuristic, but then whenever you get into it, it really sounds like Jesus, but, but not in a way that makes it bad. Cause it's like, I'm the first one to just be, you know, call something out for being derivative or unoriginal. And it's almost more like it kind of built on that. Cause yeah. it's like, Jesus wasn't, you know, incredibly well received at the time. And then it, like a lot of Kanye stuff, whenever he experiments, it, it ended up growing after the fact, but he really was kind of like living in the future with that. People always say that it's kind of corny, but he really was kind of ahead of it. And a lot of those songs sounded, um, really good they sound a lot better now than they even did at that time like since i've listened to this album i've gone back and ran through yeezus also yeah. just to look for the comparisons and i enjoyed yeezus even more than i used to um just because it's like it, it's like everything else kind of caught up but like the, thank god this is the only song that i know that kanye yeah was credited credited, was credited on, with, right yeah yeah but like circus maximus i think that's what it's called is like it sounds just like a, a Yeezus song. Like a it sounds like of, New Slaves, right? Yeah, New Slaves, but then also just a mixture of what he was doing at the time, which I just think mm-hmm. they're both uh, fun, like get lost in albums. Like put your headphones on yeah. and kind of just like while you're doing something, while you're cleaning, while you're working out, while you're doing a car, like have a car ride somewhere, like just throwing that on and just kind of just cycling through the songs because they all kind of, like you said, they're very cohesive. So you can kind of like float into five, six, seven different songs at a, at a time and being like, oh yeah, that was enjoyable. And then it also made me think of like, man, this would be really, really badass at one of his concerts, you know, like regardless of, <laughs> regardless of like, you know, the controversy with all this stuff with Astro World, but like yeah. I could see him like performing this album really well. So who does him? Yeah. It paints a picture with like the kind of the futuristic sounds and all that. And it's funny because like the album sequenced really well and which has a Kanye sort of vibe to it like he has some of the like weird sounds at the end of them and, and like yeah. tones and stuff and that's almost reminiscent of like life of pablo yep. where he would have these like weird little bits and pieces that join the stuff together like and, weird um, samples and chants and like builds yeah. and like it's just yeah it was all at the time like like you said i loved life of pablo at the time but like jesus at the time wasn't like well received so people were just like kind of tilted their head like what what is this do i do we also like it <laughs> You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Just a co- another couple like call outs. So, hyena the, the the intro track, I really like it. It sounds like an intro track. Like it, it really sets up the album well. It has that weird little, like the vocal cut at the very beginning that mm-hmm. is like super Kanye sounding, where because it's like dissonant, but I don't know. It's just weird, and it really really fits. And then it goes into that beat. And the beat is hard as hell. And it has that sort of like driving, droning sort of sound to it. But it's like, yeah, it's like heavy, but not overly heavy because of the way that they produced it. Because the production on this whole album is immaculate. Like they put the money into this one and you and it shows. But uh, I thought it just set it off really well. Um, the Thank God song, one of my favorites on there for sure. One of the standouts for me is My Eyes. Oh, yeah. Um, I was actually, I actually stopped... Uh, I was at a stoplight and I had it on my thing. And for whatever reason, I was just like in the map setting. So I was just had my map on and I was like, what is this song called? Even though it says it like most of the time in the hook, but I had, yeah. I like, like grabbed my phone and wanted to look to when I was listening to it on the way home today. And I was like, Oh, it's my eyes. I really like that. Like I'm stuck in my head after I saw the title. I was like, Oh, that's a really good one. Like for whatever reason, 
there's a there's a you know pattern in there to where I was like, oh, this is actually really good. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird with the slow part at the beginning and like the sing songiness, which sounds late Kanye, and then it goes through a really good beat shift in the middle. Whenever it picks up, it gets a bit more up tempo, and that part of the beat is like the chords that they use and stuff is so dope. So that the transition's really good, and um, yeah, I re- like that song also could have been an intro. This is one of the things that I thought about because it's, I mean, it's quite a few tracks. It's 19 songs. And because my eyes start slow and then picks up, that's a lot of times that's used in like intros, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dreams and Nightmares, whatever it is. And um, and that's such a strong song. I almost wonder if they should have rearranged that one slightly and called it a double album and use that to set off the second half of it. Just because it would be good for that. I mean, it's just fine the way that it is. Yeah. Um, but that that could have been cool. I mean, he has so many songs and like or for the the deluxe, you know, something like that. Or like yeah, because I, I do think it's a it's a tad not long, but just song wise, there's quite a bit of songs to where when I got to like love and K-pop towards the end, I was like, is this done yet? Like, how much more we got going? Because you know, not that it was a bad thing. It's just like. It's just a little bit longer than maybe it could have been or should have been. Uh, but not to say that it yeah. was like crazy long. It's only an hour, hour, 13 minutes. But um, but yeah, uh, two things that just like kind of, I wouldn't say are bad, but just kind of lacking when it comes to like, if we're going to compare it to a Kanye album is like, yeah. I don't remember a single bar that Travis says, like if that's a, a bad thing or not, but like he doesn't have those like heavy, like, punchlines or like quotable type stuff quotable type stuff i think and in the moment you can kind of like oh yeah this is what he's saying i can kind of like talk or rap with him whatever good call out but there's nothing that i like recall being like oh damn that was a that's a that's a dope line that he just dropped and maybe there is and i'm not remembering it but right now listening to it five times the biggest ones that call out are the the drake ones that everybody's talking about which um was my also the other thing is like i think the drake and the k-pop song don't belong on the album. <laughs> like, I think those are the outliers that don't belong on the album. Like they should have kept it off, but I understand kind of funny, why they're there. But yeah, but you're, I mean, you're right. Like they kind of sound a bit out of place, even if they're both good. Yeah. Um, Cause they don't have quite, it's like, it's obvious that they were, they wanted to make them like singles and stuff, but it's like, yeah. if you're going to go with a concept, just stick to the concept and just keep that all the way through. Cause I don't think it would have suffered at all if they didn't have that. Because it's like the Beyonce song still carries the, yep. the futuristic weirdness, you know, that that's kind of throughout the album. But you, you're right though about the about Travis is like, and I don't want to take anything away from him, yeah, by any means. But um, because it's like it, it, I don't know, he's one of those rappers. It's kind of like, it's almost like his vocals are more like an instrument than they are, yeah, like a, a real rapper, it. rapper. You know it's what I mean? Because it, it adds to the song, yeah. And he's not bad at it. It's just like there's mm-hmm. nothing like memorable about it other than like he does really well rapping on it. Like whatever the the content or the meaning behind anything was, like it goes with whatever song, like whatever concept he has through each song. Yeah. It's just like I can't remember any of like the the you know Kanye lines that we kind of you know quote on a daily basis or like a Drake line that we quote on a daily basis. Like there's nothing in there like that other than like the chorus and the fun like hooks that he has on some of these. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a that's a good call on that. And it's funny because it's like as a what I don't know, it feels like we're kind of hip hop purists at times. 
it's like that kind of goes against that if it's like it's not lyrical but but it honestly just kind of doesn't matter because it's good the way that it is because he adds to the song so it's like he's obviously bringing something to the table and maybe that's not lyrics in the in that sense but um i don't think it matters because it's like because like you said everything it still works and it's still memorable for the sound and the aesthetic of it more so than it is like the lyrics and he is pretty good at the hooks and like his his voice kind of floats on stuff and there's somewhere it sounds like you like i'm almost like is that kanye like did. did he record that part there's somewhere it's like that has to be him but um yeah for yeah sure. i don't know pleasantly but surprised big pass big pre-listed value uh it's fun like I'd, I'd go see him in concert for this album so um like yeah. we talked about his asher role like having really good tracks here and there and then some of his older stuff like it was bumps and things like that being fun but um yeah man this is good this is good i'm interested you know how everybody else is going to receive it i think they'll have the same comparisons when it comes to a kanye album i think i've seen some float around yeah. even after i had the idea so i wasn't the only one with the idea obviously uh but i am interested to see kind of how how big it gets or if it kind of settles down after a couple of weeks or so just because there's not yeah. besides the k-pop big song the the drake song you know having those heavy artists on there they're always going to be and do numbers um right but that replayable type of like summer song you know or pop song that's going to reach you know number one uh for the song and not necessarily who's on it yeah because it is so cause, just because it's like a different landscape in terms of like the music industry and everything right now like in terms of like the comment section so to speak like you really can't even trust it quite yet because it's like there were people that were saying it was oh yeah album of the year greatest album whatever whatever real early like the same night that it dropped and then there are other people saying that it's like oh yeah it's trash and it's way overrated so it's like there's going to be the the Travis stands who are going to like it regardless. And there's going to be the Travis near stands who are disappointed that it doesn't sound like what they wanted it to be. And then I think I would think that like the kind of the casual listeners and just the people who have just kind of like kind of a taste for that sort of music in general would appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like most Kanye fans and stuff that the, the ones who were, not overly stand to like this weird point, but like appreciate it for what it is. Like they're definitely going to like this, I would think. So I'm curious to see what kind of drop it gets from first to second week. Cause it's like, I'm going to be running it back, but you don't know what the general public's going to do because of expectations above all else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you want to pivot to, or do you have anything more on this on, on Utopia? No, man, it's just a pass. So if you want to move to the to uh, yeah. fail. <laughs> the fail. Uh, I just want to point out, seeing him do this in the pyramids would have been dope. But um, that's just didn't happen. Was it in the was it in the card? So, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's go to the fail. And that's uh, Post Malone's Austin album, um, which isn't a rap album also. So, I mean, we, we can't really say that. Uh, Not even close. It was... Um, it was better than his last album. I'll give him that. I don't know if you heard the one before this one. Um, it was called Hollywood. No, not Hollywood's Bleeding. Is it Hollywood is Bleeding? No. 12 Carat no. Toothache. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And it was super heavy auto-tuned and like just kind of unlistenable. I mean, honestly, if I'm going to be honest, like so much heavy auto-tune that it was just like shut up. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. I didn't. 
Yeah, it just nothing on it landed for me. Yeah. Um, so hearing Austin was a little bit easier <laughs> listening to it than, than the previous one, but it wasn't a hip hop album and it was more like, man, kind of like a soft grunge is kind of what I would say it is. Um, with a pop uh, yeah. twist. <laughs> with, yeah. With a, with a pop element. But yeah, no, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of twangy guitars throughout. He's got a couple like slow ones. So whenever I first heard, so don't understand that's the the intro track. And I heard that and I was like, right at first it was kind of jarring. Like, Oh, I don't know. I think I might hate this. And then I was like, no, I actually kind of like this. And dude, I do like it. Like I like that first track or maybe I at least like the idea of it. I don't know how much I'm going to be running it back, but I was like, he's doing his thing. He's talented. And then it just started rolling into the stuff and like it all, they don't all necessarily sound the same, but they still do anyway, because <laughs> they all have the same similar structures and stuff and similar themes. Like the whole thing yeah. is just talking about like, yeah, I, I drink and smoke a lot of cigarettes and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, it is very personal and like uh, self-loathing and like uh, definitely kind of depressing uh, to hear a lot of it. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just wasn't in the right mindset to, to be sad with him. Um, so my but, daughter described it as somber because she yeah. ran the whole album with me. Yeah. And she was like, it sounds somber, even though it sounds like pop music. And right. I was like, that's pretty on point because there is like this, like you said, there's that because of like the it does. It, it's personal. And like there's like a sadness. There's a somberness to like the lyrics and themes and stuff like that. But they still it's like it's kind of weirdly juxtaposed against like the popular like hooks and stuff and the brightness yeah. of the vocals. But I don't know, man, it just didn't land for me though. Yeah. And like, I think post is at a point where he has his fan base and he's fine putting out like experimental stuff and doing whatever he wants. So, I mean, it is what it is with him. I don't have like high expectations when it comes to him. I just was, you know, surprised to see his album drop with kind of no build up or no like promo. And I know everything was focused on Travis this weekend. So um, yeah, it could get easily lost in what I'm seeing, but um, just to see an artist with that, that big of a following kind of be the second, third, fourth option when it comes to a new album drop was a little surprising. And then the content of it and the sound of it was just completely different too. So, so yeah, I mean, we can touch on posts, but that's all we really need to do. There's not really a whole lot of other stuff to say. Like, is he is he done? Is he gassed? Yeah, I think so. Is is his best music behind him? I would say so. Like, I don't think he has like another another one like in him, honestly. Like, I think he's gonna go the the kid rock route and kind of be like this kind of more to it songwriter and like put yeah, out Aaron like Lewis a, um, from stained yeah put out an unplugged you know like basically team up with some country artists and kind of do a duet album too like i'm sure that there's one coming but uh maybe it could be kid rock um but i i think the whole like i hate the, i hate how accurate <laughs> that comparison is though dude yeah like i hate how kid rock his trajectory is looking <laughs> yeah uh, We'll see though. We'll see. We'll see if he has another like 
hip hop rap, but I don't I think that's behind him. I think that was his in and maybe it can lead to all the the type of I don't know, whitewashing that people say, but I think he's kind of done with okay. it. Okay. We'll move on, but <laughs> I want to touch on that real quick, though. Like, was was there a bait and switch, or was it he just kind of like outgrew his own interest and in sound? He's always been accused of that because it's like you look at his tattoos and he has like yeah. Waylon Jennings and people like that. It's like there's no Tupac tattoos or anything. I will say I mean? this about no Post. Like, I think he's very genuine, and I think he's like a pretty honest person when it comes to like his own personal yeah, stuff. So super I don't likable. I don't see him as a liar, but who's to say who was running his his uh, his PR back then when it came to yeah. White Iversons and the whole the whole thing that came with that album? Um, I don't know. I I give him a little bit more credit, but who knows? The machine could be working for him, and maybe that's, he kind of, that's kind of what he had to do. And then I, I don't know. Maybe I think if you just ask him, he'd probably be straight up with you. Honestly, he'd be like, Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think he deserves that. He's so likable. You see yeah. him like the way he interacts with his fans. Like there was that viral, that viral video a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago at a show where somebody like, um, custom some shoes for him or something and yeah. gave it to him at a show. And he took his shoes off his feet and gave them to them and signed it and stuff. And yeah, like he just always seems to be doing cool stuff like that. The, the latest thing is he bought that damn poke, the not Pokemon card, uh, magic, the gathering card. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. For like 2 million plus and just completely turned some dude's life around. Yeah. And, but he went ahead and let allowed him to like, not make a spectacle of it, but make an event out of the thing. And that was more for the dude than it was for him. Yeah. You could tell. And it's like, you, you can appreciate his sincerity. So maybe I don't want to put that on him about a bait and switch. Like if there, if that's it, then that was probably not him. Cause he does seem real genuine, but. And like, yeah. if you really think about it, the bait and switch now is not really like a bait and switch back then. Cause that music is pop music and not necessarily like a niche. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are they really and switching if it's just pop music? Like, you know, he didn't go from backpack rap to, exactly. to this. It's like, yeah, it, it was still kind of a, a slow, steady progression towards this sort of sound. So it's like, I guess you can say that also this this album wasn't shocking, even if it wasn't yeah. what you expected. It wasn't just like a I would have never guessed he would have done this. It was like right. this album was going to happen yeah. eventually anyway. So, yeah, exactly. you're right. I guess I'll give him a pass and, you know, hopefully his touring stays up because I'm yeah. not fucking with this album at all. <laughs> but <laughs> now, if we want to talk about Justin, no, um, we'll, yeah. we'll move on to uh, to another super enjoyable album. And that's that Mexican OT, which you, yeah. you threw in my radar whenever we were listening to Utopia and you threw that out and like was like, hey, listen to this. This just came out too. And uh man, talk about a fun time. Um, it was super fun listening to Lone Star Luchador. Uh, I'm guessing you loved it as much as I do. Freaking loved it, man. And it's funny because it's like I picked that song um as my fresh pick a couple weeks ago because I didn't know whether or not um you were familiar, because it's like he's still he's he's bubbling up right now. And I didn't know he had an album that was slated to drop. And then like I saw yeah, I started following either. him on IG just like a week ago. And then he started pushing that. And then I was like, I don't want to say, I mean, I was a little bit surprised. I didn't know that it was gonna that he was gonna be able to flesh it out into a full album because I was like the few songs that I heard 
like they sounded pretty similar to each other and um, not like gimmicky, but I was just like, I don't know how much range he has. Yeah. Or um, that much material, lo- you know, like, yeah. And yeah. it ended up being fire as hell. So what are your, some of your first takes about the specifics, man? You mentioned when you, when you sent it to me, like, and I don't know if you mentioned it, but maybe last week you mentioned it with, about being throwback. This is such a throwback album. Um, down to the skits, down to the length, down to the features, to the the singy songy kind of slow it down for the ladies type songs he has on here. Like he has just a nostalgic sound that it sounded like it was 2005, 2006, and we were we were back in the, in the best way. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, best way, dude. Because the best that my favorite part about his flow is the the rolling R's, which isn't like that's new to this sound. I think a bit. Um, yeah, the rolling guards he has on multiple songs when he flows is my favorite thing that he does. Um, I love that part about it. And maybe it's just like the the Mexican or the Latino part of me that really loves it nostalgic, but um, it's so it good. It works. Yeah. Very first time I heard it, I was like, that's a little gimmicky and weird. And it's like, now it's just like, yeah, it's a gimmick. And he pulls it off. And it's like, He's just doing his thing. It, so he really kind of embodies this whole idea of just like, I'm going to do what I want. And if it's good enough, people will like it. Cause it's like, he's very unapologetically Mexican. He's unapologetically Houston. He's himself. And, um, and like you said, it's, it sounds like it could have been an old album, not dated, but it sounds like it could have been older. And, but it's like, yeah. he still released it now using that formatting, having that many skits in the intro and everything like that. Um, first off, it's badass Cause he has the whole luchador theme and everything that's going on. And he yeah. picked Ralph Barbosa. Are you familiar with that comedian at all? You know, it's so funny. Uh, maybe like, I'd say like a few months ago, someone had told me about him. I saw a couple of his like, stand-up things from youtube or whatever i was like oh yeah he's funny and then like kid you not like last week i watched like maybe four or five more of them and he's a funny i wouldn't say he's like you know the best or whatever but he has some funny stuff like he's not you know not funny but he's good he's good i I really like it man and i had been liking him for a little bit now because he has such a like a weird deliberate way i was gonna say he reminds me one of my cousins and that's kind of just like kind of uh, fun for me (laughs) yeah he he really does and it's funny because he was on um the flagrant podcast andrew schultz's podcast and um because he's always showcasing comedians obviously and um the episode's a little bit awkward you can tell he's not like super media trained but um but it just seemed like your cousin made it and somehow got up there and was talking to these people and it was like he was he actually pulled it off and um yeah so he was a perfect fit for this um for this whole album especially with the you know it still being mexican as hell yeah uh i was gonna say like definitely the the johnny dang song with paul wall is really good i really love the Mm -hmm. bar the barrio song uh i hadn't heard it i know you had told me about it that's the song that was rotating with the the chicken and uh around like just socials and stuff but i i hadn't heard mm-hmm. it because again i don't listen to sound when it comes to uh, instagram but i really <laughs> loved it whenever it came on and that's one of my favorites the maxo cream song's good um and just i mean all of it blended so well together too that it was kind of like mm-hmm. you get lost in it and it just becomes this one big houston latino sound 
Yeah, he actually gets lyrical on some. He kind of talks some gangster shit. Like you said, he has the singing on the Briannon song. He does the sing song type of stuff. Like he he has, like you mentioned, the Barrio song. He has the, I mean, it sounds like Tejano. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> starts and he, off like he, cookout Mexican, like real, like yeah. Latino. And he pulls it off. And it was just like, you know, he's like, damn. Like that's yeah. that's dope. You actually did that shit, and it's just like, I don't know, because he still he looks and it's he feels like a dude that you could just like run into, yeah. You know what I mean? Like out here on the east side or something at the at the damn flea market or something. He For just sure. seems like a regular dude, and like, um, I started following him on Instagram, and like, he seems there too. Like he just seems like he's just like kind of. I'm happy to be here. And I'm just doing my thing and like in the best way possible. And it's just like, do your thing, man. Like you deserve every, all the attention that you're getting. Did you see his, um, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but him doing the llama llama red pajama on the, the cruise show. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So the cruise show, they have a segment that they'll do. It's this radio show out of LA where they have the children's book, llama llama red pajama. And okay. they'll have rappers always read it. Vince Staples did one. He did it over the North North beat. The most famous one was probably Amigos because they did it over like Bad and Bougie or something. And oh, like, okay. Lama, that sounds Lama. familiar. Yeah. So you, I'm sure you've seen the clips. Well, then they had, they had that Mexican OT do it. And um, I think he, it may have been over the Johnny Dang beat, but then he starts going into, they like start screwing his voice in the middle of it. And it sounds hard as shit. And it just takes me back to Mike Jones era Houston. And uh and it's the greatest thing ever. Lama Lama red pajama. I feel alone with I'm a mama. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Baby Lama wanna drink. Lama Lama at the sink. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lama Lama red pajama. I call down to my Lama Mama. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mama say I'll be up soon. Baby Lama sing some tunes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Baby Mama, what it do? Lama, He's got his shirt off. You know, Fonsa hanging out and everything in the studio, <laughs> and I'm here for it, dude. Like, I don't know, man. This dude seems cool as shit, and like, I'm glad he's getting some attention for this and that he's charting and everything because it's like he went up against two major ass releases, yep, and and he's still like in the top ten or something like that. Like, he's 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 up there, and you wouldn't expect it for him having a throwback sound, and you know what I mean going the Latino route, but not sounding like a bad bunny or anything that's on that side of the, right. The Latino spectrum. You know what I mean? And I was going to say that too. I was going to drop the the bunny. Uh, I was like, Oh, I can't wait for the the collab with the bad, bad bunny. Uh, that will be probably in his future. Hopefully he gets that. That'd be cool for him and his following. But uh, probably by the end of the summer, I'm guessing bad yeah. Bunny's really good about that though, too. He's, he it's works. Drake of, uh, reggaeton. <laughs> He's the Drake of, yeah. Did he, he, one thousand percent is that group of uh frontera song has been really really big Dude. and it's like straight up like regional. i love that song i, love that song. <laughs> I fucking love that song and um so it's so good and the truth is like i would love it without bad bunny on it because it's already perfect as it is but i probably wouldn't have heard it without bad bunny being on True. it so it's like and, which was the only so thing really, that i told about or I, I mentioned about drake like you wouldn't hear some of these artists without him being on it. And that's what like, yeah, you could shit all them all at once for stealing sounds or whatever, but he's also doing a lot for those 
you know, sounds and people and mm-hmm. he, he can name tons of artists that he's helped just kind of launch something, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. But uh, one thing I wanted to say that kick no click, I think it was right from last week. That's still my favorite song of his, like this whole album's good, but the one that you played last week, I've been going back to and listening to, cause I like that one more than anything else. Me too. Just because that, that hook is so good. Yeah. It's hard for me to not say that randomly. Like just without any music playing, just the Jolly Ranchers and Cody. Yeah, it's exactly it's too perfect. So yeah, so I want to hear more of that. Now, if he ends up dropping, I hope and pray that he drops a chopped and screwed version of this album. Just because uh, yeah. it's like, when does that ever happen? There's a good chance he he will. What if he did and, the sped uh, up version of it? That would be kind of fun too. It's like a just the, K-pop, the K-pop version. Yeah, the K-pop, <laughs> just a sped up version. Uh, that would be fun too. I'm with it. You're, you're, you're in a mix. It's about to go down. About to go down. I know you're going to dig this. You know, one drop that you don't have in the fresh little mix there is Manny Fresh, mm. that fresh 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 yeah i don't know how i completely overlooked that because that's classic yeah super classic that's the freshest of the fresh it's in his name for god's sake (laughs) yeah which uh i don't know if you've seen him lately but he's definitely aged like we all like we all have he's definitely he's not maybe he's just he's old he's old yeah he got old i saw a picture of him and it was said something like your auntie when she brings home her new boyfriend <laughs> yeah, because he perfect. had like the shirt yeah, <laughs> yeah and he was kind of i was perfect. like dang man yeah, yeah it, was, it was way too on point <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and sad um let's get into some music man like we've been talking about music this whole time let's let's play some some freshness uh so um you want to kick yours off because i'm gonna listen to yours first you want to set it up a bit yeah, so like not a real heavy setup um, because it, it was just super random. So the, my pick is a song called That's My Girl from the, an artist, Frank Sativa. And basically the story is that I was searching for Frank something else. I don't know if it was Ocean, <laughs> Sinatra or what, but I, as I was typing and it auto-populated it into Spotify, um, I saw Frank Sativa and I was like, that's a cool name. I'm going to listen to that. And this is the first song that I heard and it's a banger and I was glad. And so he lived up to having a cool name. He has cool music too. So yeah, yeah, I like that's the, the whole story. Yeah. Uh, I like the name. It's a dated name. I don't know too many Franks out there anymore. So uh, let's listen to it. That's my girl by Frank Sativa. Oh, that's my girl. it a lot it's short minute 40 and i mean you know it's going to be my favorite part towards the end the my baby and it yeah. just kind of gets into like a little screwed version of it at the end 
that was my favorite part, but it sounds sounds good. I'm obviously always comparing things to other things. So it reminded me of Tyler, um, like a Tyler kind of mid album. He's going to throw like his little singiness into it, talking to someone. And he's always going to have that type of cool, cool sounding. And it sounds like Tyler. That's what that sort of reminded me of. That's fun. So like, and I was thinking, I mean, same vein. I was thinking Steve Lacey, who's oh, on yeah. Future. Yeah. And kind of similar to that with like, uh, I mean, with that last project. For which sure. This yeah. came out January of last year. So, um, which the Steve Lacey project came out July, I believe. And um, cause I was just curious to see if it was like possibly influenced from it. Cause it, it sounded real similar, but like you said, Tyler's another good comparison, which all makes sense. Anything that's going to be odd future internet, whatever yeah, is going to be, is it can, can contain that sort of sound because they have that similar influence. And um, I dig it. His other music is good too. Yeah. Like, it stays in that sort of pocket, but he he does some stuff. He's not like a a one trick pony or anything like that. Like it's it's pretty good, but it's a vibe and it's kind of summery. Just yeah, chill. for sure. It's a good chill song. Like that's like the radio type of thing you want. Like put his radio on and get that same vibe. Uh, good stuff. Good pick. Yeah. I like it. Yes, sir. All right, let's get to mine. So, sent you a song by Mac keen the song is called chances and if i'm not mistaken it's a pretty new song i think he dropped it a couple weeks ago um came across this guy on an instagram and i'll send you the instagram uh the the post that i saw that kind of drew me in but um just a just a gorgeous guy with the with a real pretty voice that's what you want Mm, right (laughs) that's all i want that's all i'm asking for and that's all i'm looking for and um I like hearing that about finding something off of Instagram because it's like, especially me making my own music. It's nice to hear that sometimes it really works out like where somebody just puts their stuff out into the atmosphere on the internet. And then you came across it and said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and save it because I dig it. And um, it's basic, you know, as organic as it gets. So I'm with that, man. I wish, I wish it was a little bit more, like you're explaining it but honestly i think the post kind of talked me into liking them and then i liked them um mm, so i'll send you the post it'll make more sense but let's listen to the song i think you'll like it let's check it out lately i've been getting up on a new woman like every week things gonna switch up real soon uh-huh. So distracted from us, right for me. Oh, please don't patronize me. I'm trying to be honest. I can put this behind me, but I can't promise nothing. Wish that I was different, but I'm not. So I can only explain myself. I was fucked up by somebody. So damn good, like that's so so good. Um, you just got a he's got a damn good voice, man. It's this is really he's got good. such a good voice, and I couldn't the whole time. I was trying to figure out who he sounded similar to, 
And I, I honestly, I couldn't come up with anything. Maybe like you could come up with some comparisons to the style of the song, but in terms of just like the, yeah, like the tone and texture of his voice, like it was just, it was really unique, man. Like it, a classic sound, yeah, because it's so smooth. But I couldn't come up with somebody where it was just like, oh, you sound like that guy. You know what I mean? It's I don't really know if you've got any comparisons. I, I don't honestly. Uh, I was trying to think of, but. I don't, especially like when he hits that hook, that, that hook is yeah. really good. And that's kind of where he lets strong. the strong. Yeah. He lets it out a bit. And uh, I mean, that's what like drew me in when I sent you the the uh, Instagram posts of that's like first thing he says on that little clip. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, man, smooth voice. Like I could basically listen to that voice all day kind of thing. Um but yeah. yeah, that's so good. Yeah, super soulful. I wanted just to touch on his like little bio in his uh his Spotify because if it, if mm-hmm. it, if it ain't me then, but it's like a little blurb in here that says um, he remembers biking to Target to buy a copy of Frank Ocean's Channel Orange, added that CD collection ranging from Stevie Wonder, Steely Dan, Outkast, Pharrell, and I was like, man, this guy just knows me. He's, he's he just knows uh, me. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, should should he join the podcast? Like, I feel like he's just an extension of the brotherhood. Um, yeah, dude. I, yeah, I, I gotta, I definitely gotta listen to more because it was just, I, I don't know, man. I loved literally everything about that. It was so smooth. The only comparison, like, I was thinking a little bit Jameson from yeah. the the soulfulness, but. But not yeah. in the the voice specifically. Like they would be, they would work well together on the same tour. Like that would yeah. be a good billing. Yeah, because I think I think Jameson's is a little bit more pitchier, but and like yeah, less yeah. soulful. But um, yeah, that's a good comparison. It's like an easy comparison too. Uh, but I don't know, man. I'm trying to, I can't, I can't name one either that he's just like very close to, uh, I think on the post it said Usher, but I don't think he sounds like Usher. Um, not at all, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like a <sighs> John B or like, a I don't know. John Something, B's not bad. John like B's a, not like bad. a, yeah. a newer, you know, current, current version. Yeah. Actually, reach out to us. Go ahead and write in. <laughs> send us a letter. Um, we'll give you the P.O. box. And you can write us a letter and tell us who you think Matt Keen sounds like. Um, send a cassette maybe of the yeah. uh, of the vocals that you want us to compare it to. And, and we'll come up with something there. Also, just go take a look at the guy. Like, I'm not lying. He's a, he's a beautiful guy. So, um I don't know why he's more not more popular. Yeah, maybe he's getting there. yeah, because he doesn't deserve it. You can't to be that talented and that <laughs> right. good looking. Yeah. Like you already, you already won the genetic lottery. So it's like, yeah, save some for the rest of us, guy. You can't have everything, everything. Mm-hmm. 